Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Quality Care Talks. Sponsored by the Health Facilities Association of Maryland, HFAM, Quality Care Talks explores leadership, innovation, and the critical issues facing long-term and post-acute care providers serving Marylanders in need. Whether you are a provider, vendor, or consumer, Quality Care Talks will help you navigate the complex and ever-changing healthcare industry. Hello, everybody. This is Joe D'Amatos at HFAM, and welcome to our first 2020 recording of HFAM Quality Talks, the talk that we have with the leaders of our sector from Maryland and across the country. I just want to thank all of you for tuning in today to HFAM Quality Care Talks, and I especially want to thank Katie Matheson from Pinnacle Quality Insight. Thanks for joining us, Katie. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure, Joe. Well, I really appreciate it. You know, when you and I were in Dallas huddling with all of our state executive colleagues and some of the leaders from ACA and Cal, it's just you fit right in with the group. And it was an exciting conversation. And I just knew that we had to record our first edition of the 2020 podcast with you to talk about Pinnacle Quality Insight. Ah, Thank you, Joe. I am definitely pleased to do that. And I echo the same. It was a wonderful time. Well, listen, for those listening out in podcast world, tell me about Pinnacle Quality Insight. So Pinnacle Quality Insight has been around for 26 years. The founder, Stan Magleby, actually started it, and he was a previous skilled nursing and and home health owner and provider. So he moved forward into creating Pinnacle QI because he knew that there was a need Basically, in a nutshell, which is so beautiful, is that Pinnacle is a communication company. It's a feedback company connecting healthcare providers to the lives that they take care of and their employees. So it's really a communication company working together to help bring people together. What excited you to join Pinnacle Quality, given your background? I mean, you've been at Sunbridge and Genesis, and you have this pretty impressive background yourself in our sector. What excited you about joining Pinnacle Quality Insight? Uh, what excited me the most is that, that I did have the privilege of being on the you know provider side of things. And Pinnacle QI, we actually utilized them in our peak and Sunbridge day for a short period of time. What excites me the most is that they are based on people are our purpose, do the right thing. And I strongly believe in bringing people together, changing the lives of people. And really, that's what Pinnacle is built on. And my personal values align so nicely with their core values. So I am just thrilled to be a part of it. Well, that's powerful. I'm just going to take a deep breath and pause here because that's just such an incredible statement. People are our focus. Are our purpose. Our purpose. People are our purpose. Do the right thing. Yes. That's powerful stuff. Yes. That is powerful. So what problems, what are the problems that Pinnacle seeks to solve and who do you serve? So to kind of tie it together is that is being part of a solution of improving the customer. And I always, you know, we say customer, there's different ways, but those that we care for, those that providers care for is being a solution and improving the experience, listening to what is being shared and assisting those providers to be able to make things happen that make a difference. Not just reacting, but responding to what the needs are. They're telling us, you know, patients... Uh 
or residents, families, employees are sharing with what they need. We've got to listen and respond versus react. So we're really trying to fill in the gap areas where there's needing improvements to be done. And it's just listening to the customers and responding. And we're able to provide that with customer satisfaction surveys, employee engagement, and our most recent retain, which we're really excited about. Well, tell us more about Retain and what what does it do and how is it executed? So one of the things that was brought up, and it kind of ties in nicely what you were just asking, Joe, is that one of the things that providers, healthcare providers are experienced that we've recognized, that we've received feedback from our clients with Pinnacle is that there's a pressure point right now, a pain point, so to say, where there is some workforce challenges, right? How do we get employees to be able to retain where they're at, want to stay and engage them? And one of the biggest things, the pain point was the workforce. What we recognize in listening to our clients is how can we help them to solve this, to be able to be a part of helping with this retaining of employees? What we found is that if you looked across any employer's, you know, status of when people turn over, is they typically turn over within a year. What we found is that in the, you know, senior care living is that it happens within the first hundred days, the highest percent of turnover. So when in seeing that, we thought, well, let's create a platform. Let's create something to where we can help providers be able to say, what's different and let's target in on those employees that are brought on those new hires within the first hundred days to help with that piece of it so that because it peaks in those days is basically they're leaving before they really even get started. So let's look there and then let's also include all employees in the engagement and create a platform, a tool of communication for new hires, for all employees, for management to start communicating right out of the gate. And it can be accessed from a tablet or a phone? Yes. What's so great about this is that it is a platform, but it is very user-friendly on a phone. So that what happens is we've got a couple check-in points for new hires. Just to let you know this, we do a four-survey check-in. 15-day, 30-day, 60-day, 90-day. Right. Slow down for a second. Tell me those days again. Yeah, so it's the four check-ins are at the 50, obviously when they first start, we welcome them along with the management team, but there's a 15-day, a 30-day, a 60-day, and a 90-day check-in within that first 100 days, right? And those particular surveys that take place, Joe, which is so nice, is that they're very basic. They're very casual. They're not intimidating to new hires. It's more along the lines of how's it going, how's the supervisor, the training, basic questions where managers then get that feedback. They get a trigger. They get like an alert, whether they're on their phone or on their computer to say, hey, today, Sally Jones took her survey. Take a look at it. It prompts them, provides them so that they can respond daily. It opens up that line of communication in a simple way of doing it because we know how busy, you know, people get in their daily, but it provides that task for responses that are unbelievable when you open up those lines of communication. And so when the employees take the survey at the first day, 15, 30, 60, 90 day check-in points, I guess that 
than is displayed on a dashboard to be sliced and diced by the people officers of the company or the enterprise, because it could be a major or small non-for-profit, could be any setting. So right. that plays then on a dashboard, I would guess. Right. So you can have as many people participate or, or have settings and receive alerts. So to your point where you just shared, it can spread you know, to organization-wise, division, region, center level. What's nice is it's like a news feed. So, so to make it simple, so like a, a Twitter or a Facebook or something like that. So let's say an employee takes that 15-day survey. What will happen is that the manager and anybody else who is assigned to it, who has access, gets a little alert that day and you can respond within minutes and it just says, hey, they took the survey. There's about a four question response. They look at it. They can then start communication amongst the managers to say, it sounds like Sally is not comfortable with the training that she's been receiving. It opens communication with the manager of that particular employee and themselves to say, well, what can we do to make this better? I'm going to respond to her today. We're going to make sure. So it makes real-time responses to employees right out of the gate to get them what they need so that they feel supported and we're engaging with them. That's incredible. So how long has Retain been out there in the marketplace? So... Retain was created in 2018. So we started developing this platform and testing it, piling in a few areas just to make sure that we were meeting the needs and it was successful, right? That it was it was working, that it was simple and easy and very valued. So it's been out there since 2018. And I got to tell you, the success has been beautiful. And we are bringing on more and more individuals who are really excited about getting it started and have seen outstanding results. Well, you know, it's interesting. Going back to Dallas, when we were all engaged in that leadership discussion, it got a lot of traction there. People, The people that have been using it are looking to scale it amongst their association members in those states. Yes, yes. I've been very busy communicating with many states such as yourself, so I appreciate this opportunity. You're listening to Quality Care Talks. Want to learn more about solutions to workforce challenges in long-term care? Register for HFAM's upcoming conference from April 27th through April 30th in Annapolis, Maryland. This conference, Building Bridges of Quality Care, Connecting Communities, will focus on bringing together a variety of leaders, vendors, and experts to help providers navigate the ever-changing healthcare landscape. To register, please visit www.hfam.org. And now, back to the conversation. Well, you know, I wanted to shift gears to you because, you know, it's hard to paint a picture for those listening in podcast land, but you are the combination of a bundle of energy, (laughs) an insightful leader who has legit street cred in our sector, working to actually provide quality care to people and families in need. How did you end up as a leader in healthcare? What you know, you grew up in this small town in Idaho. How does that go to accomplished leader in healthcare? Share a little <laughs> bit about your story. You know, Joe, it's been a very enjoyable ride. Let me just say that. It's not what I was thinking where I'd be, but how I ended up in it is my aunt was uh, an administrator, has about 15 years in skilled nursing. And I always looked up to her growing up, but amazing accomplishments that she had seen. 
she had reached out to me at a time in my life where she was needing some, where I, I had a little break and some time and she knew that I loved people. She knew that I could be able to articulate messages and important, meaningful messages and improving people's lives. Because again, I'm all about loving people. So I took my experience. I helped her out on a couple small projects and it literally evolved into hey, you know, we've appreciated what you've done. How about moving into more of a regional leadership role to teach others? And with my servant leadership style, it has worked for me, Joe, and I am so blessed to be a part of that. Well, that comes across. I mean, it really does. So let me ask you, what gets you motivated when you get up in the morning? Well, first of all, a cup of coffee. Got to say that. (laughs) I'm glad we share that addiction. In my case, I don't want to speak for you, but in my case, it's an addiction. I am absolutely a coffee fanatic, but you go ahead. You had your cup of coffee, then what else are are you thinking and focusing on? (laughs) Well, what I'm thinking about is the first thing I do is that. And then the first thing I think of is being thankful for being part of another day, an opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. And what not only that is my one thing that I always say and friends and colleagues is what's next. So basically, not only is it being this servant leader, but what's next? And what do I get to participate in today? What's the bigger picture? And how do I get to help others be a part of that to make a difference? So I'm hearing value-driven, servant leader, mission focused. Does that resonate with you? That is, that absolutely resonates. You just nailed me, Joe. (laughs) Well, you know, I've gotten to know you. I've gotten to know you. So, you know, the other thing that we know when we come from a place of gratitude and service is I guess one of the things that I struggle with on the leadership side is I just want to do as much as I can. You know, I I have a sense that I don't, you know, I have a sense that I got to just, I got to, there's an urgency, right, to our work. And what do you consider... First, what do you consider urgent in your personal life? Urgent in your personal life. Urgent in my personal life would be, you know, I I would say is what you just shared is I find myself wanting to do so much so fast, but realizing that that that's not, you know, that you got to slow down, make a, you know, put informative decisions. But I would say urgent in my personal life right now is really staying true to what my mission is in life, what my purpose is, and being able to stop myself from doing things and rewiring myself a little bit. And Joe, one of the things is, is that you, with the recent loss of my husband less than a year at this point, is my urgent personal thing is ensuring that I am staying true to who I am and continue to move forward and continue to move forward with the security and love with my two sons that I have and supporting everybody in the way that I can in a little different approach, but the same style. Well, you know, thank God for you and your husband's a blessed memory. And I think one of the things that, and let me just pause at that. I just want that to just hang there for a moment. Thank God for you and you, your husband is a blessed memory. And yes. I'm so appreciative of you. And quite frankly, to sort of go down that path is that all of that life experience makes you a more grounded, more dedicated, more fueled servant leader. And my suspicion is that you feel that in your work when you're talking about pinnacle quality insight. Yes. Yes, absolutely. To my soul, that is for sure. 
Now, what do you consider urgent in your work at Pinnacle? Urgent in my work at Pinnacle would be to ensure that what I can bring to them, I mean, as I shared earlier, you know, Stan's background, the founder and, and what he built this on, what I find urgent is for me to be able to bring to the organization, to the company, to all of those that are clients and those to come is bringing my provider side of what the day in life is of skilled nursing, you know, and senior care and helping to educate others, my team, which is, you know, our development team on how to better serve and improve our product lines and services to really get into what is being faced today. And that would be, I would think, Joe, I'm kind of struggling with answering that, but being able to bring my experiences and my knowledge of 19 years to better the company and its products and serve those that were, um, you know, our healthcare providers in a different way, in a more collaborative way. Well, you know, I think that came across really well, actually. I think on the one hand, You serve the part of connector and bridge. But again, in your role as connector and bridge, you have legitimate experience with the people you now serve in the sector. It's not like you were never walking a mile in their shoes. You have, right? Right. So, So I think, again, marrying that with the background of Pinnacle Quality Insight and standing up and scaling up the retain program, I think that all works for somebody like you because because of your background, but because of your forward thinking. You, I, you know, my sense is is that you were probably a servant leader and looking forward before that was kind of an in thing to do. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And I think that's it is is looking forward and, you know, recognizing what was, what is and what needs to be. What can be, right? What must actually what must be when you consider two things. And we were just at a leadership thing this last week on this subject. Two things to consider. What the future must be when you consider the changing and evolving consumer demands of a growing boomer marketplace and the most diverse workforce in the history of our country, spanning the silent generation to Generation Z, right? Those are some unusual, demanding, powerful, potentially wonderful intersections, but not without being a little scary. Yeah, right? You know, when you bring that up, one thing that I do want to share with you, and this is where I get excited about Retain, is you know, the workforce and the generations that we're working with, you know, a diverse group, right? And one of the things with Retain is as you're able to look at reports, it's not only a, you know, live communication thing, you also are able to look at reports. And one of the things that you can filter is the generation, right, of the turnover so that you can look and say, do we need a different approach on our training, on the orientation? Do we need... So when you brought that up, it just flagged in my mind that that is so true, you know, know, there's so much to do and and it needs to be done and how you look at it and react to it. Yeah, it's not a should. It's definitely a must. And I'm glad we have folks like you and folks like our members. And I'm glad the role that the association plays in it. So we're down to the last two questions. First, the work stuff. And then we've got one last personal question on the work stuff relative to retain and pinnacle quality insight. Where may people go on the web to find your information, how may they reach you? And of course, we'll type this up in the notes, but 
verbally, how can people track you down, my friend? So what they want to do up for my personal information is that they can reach me through my email, which is Katie, and it's spelled a little different. It is K-A-Y-T dot Matheson, M-A-T-H-E-S-O-N at Pinnacle QI, P-I-N-N-A-C-L-E-Q-I dot Com. And so I am always available checking those emails so they can reach out to me that way. To take a look at Pinnacle itself, they can go to the website if they want to go there and they can reach out as well through that, which is the www.pinnacleqi.com. My phone number, I'm going to throw it out there, Joe. Are you going to throw it out there for like the whole world? Wait, we'll put it in the notes. Let's then dig for it. Yeah, I'm like, let's do that. I think the email on the website's good. We'll let folks be motivated and it'll show that they have skin in the game to look in the notes to find your phone number. Right. Right. Exactly. Let's see how how involved they are with it. Perfect. Let me ask you one last question. And that question is, you know, you and I have both benefited from having mentors, and we both continue to be blessed to be mentors to others. I just wanted to give you a moment to share with us, who are some of the leaders who have inspired you or the mentors in your life that have made a difference in your life? Yeah, thank you for that. You know, as I think through that, there are so many. I mean, when you go through life and that when you're listening and learning and growing, there are so many people that you come in contact with that make a difference, right? That right. So in every chapter of my life, I mean, I could be, I could be like at the Oscars and just rattling off people. But, you know, to stay grounded to that question, I would say starting out for me in my life was my father. He was an entrepreneur. He taught me and showed me in action as that servant leader how to do the right thing, to be humble and kind no matter what you do and understand before you respond, before you react to things. Really, that's what started me out in life. And I always looked up to that. There are different mentors. When I first got started with in the healthcare was Brent Weil. He mm-hmm. support and get me going. He was the one that saw my talent right out of the gate when I first started 19 years ago. So I really appreciated him. He helped me through that. He got me started, really. And then I would say that... So those are the mentors. I would say something else that I live by that I look in leadership is I'm very, you'll find this maybe one day, I'm very competitive as well. I stick around with some sports type of thoughts and quotes and leaders that I look up to. was always very involved in activities. And, you know, Lou Holtz is one of my big ones that I really look to outside of just the healthcare. And, you know, what he says, one of his quotes that I hold tight and that I share with my kids and with my teammates and those that report to me is ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do and attitude determines how well you do it. Wow. That's big for me. That's, That's good. a roadmap. We found that right up in our house. <laughs> now we know how we won those championships right there. I mean, that's a roadmap. That's it. Sheesh, everybody just needs to take that run with it. That's it. That's all they do. They need to take action every single day. Well, Katie Matheson, thank you so much. I'm excited to call you friend and colleague. I know we're going to be doing more with Pinnacle Quality Insight in Maryland. And I am certain, I am certain, I am just claiming it, that routine (laughs) is going to get some traction here because I just think it's a must 
and not a should in our sector. So I can't thank you enough. Oh, well, I can't thank you enough for the time, Joe. I really appreciate it. And I too look forward to what this year holds for all of us. So thank you. Be well, my friend. You too. Have a good one. Thank you. Uh Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Quality Care Talks. Don't forget to register for HFAM's upcoming Connecting Communities Conference, taking place April 27th through 30th in Annapolis, Maryland. At this multi-day event, you will connect with leaders to gain exclusive insight on new healthcare advancements, regulatory requirements, workforce initiatives, as well as products and services that help improve quality care. Register today at www.hfam.org.